welcome to the United Cast, as Entertainment Talks podcast for Man United and football. I'm your host Matthew, and this is your 2021 to 22 season preview. Uh, Man United kick off next Saturday against Everton for their first. Sorry, against um, Leeds. The next uh, friendly game is against Everton on uh, on the seventh, but the first Premier League game is next weekend against Leeds. So I can't leave this too much later. Um, now the problem I've got here with doing a preview podcast is the transfer window is going to close after the season starts. So, uh, if you're listening to this in a couple of days time and someone's been sold or someone's been bought, then unfortunately this information will be out of date. But what I will do is when we play against Leeds, if anybody has been bought or sold, I will do an update at that point. Uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna carry the information that we've got now, almost a week before the first game because I, I need to do this preview sooner rather than later. So I'm gonna just do it now, and we've got plenty of things to talk about anyway, and some things which it doesn't look don't look like are gonna be really uh, decided anytime soon, particularly. But we never know what might happen. But as I said, if something happens in the next few days, and obviously this would be a bit outdated, I will do an update part. Um, for the Leeds game on the Saturday next week. Uh, so there is some positive things to talk about, but there is also some negative things to talk about. So I'm going to get the negative stuff out of the way first. There's also just some like bits and pieces of things I need to talk about. Um, so yeah, we have signed two players. I'll talk about those two special players in a minute when I get onto the positive things, because those are the positive things. But um, let's just get all this negative stuff out of the way. Um, so we've not sold anybody. Uh, there has been one player that's gone out. Uh, Palestri has gone on loan. I can't remember the name of the team, but it's some sort of foreign team that I didn't really recognise anyway. Um, but Palestri, who, uh, did score a pretty good goal in one of the pre-season games. Can't remember which one it was, but, uh, scored a pretty good goal. And has looked, uh, looks pretty good from the bits and pieces, that, bits and pieces that we've seen of him in pre-season. Um, we didn't see any of him at all last season. Obviously, he was in the youth team, wasn't he? And I don't like watch the the youth team play and whatnot. But uh, he has gone out on loan, and I suppose it's just the case of you know you look at those front four positions: striker, attacking midfielder, and of course the two wingers. Is he actually going to break out past the likes of Sancho and Bruno and Cavani and Greenwood and Rashford? Uh, I I don't think he was going to maybe do that and obviously like people like Martial maybe, Dan James, um, Diallo, players like that that are coming through, Alanga as well that we've seen bits and pieces of. Um, I mean to, realistically to me I think that Palestri and uh, Alanga and Shoratire, um will go out on loan this season or should go out on loan and may- maybe Chong as well. Um, but I I can see Diallo sticking around this season, not going out on loan, just just so that Diallo can get have some cover on the right hand side that isn't Greenwood. I'll get onto some like positional stuff for the players in a bit as well. Uh, but I've written down the players I think are time to go, um, and not only have none of these players moved on, but two of them have signed new contracts. So we got Andres Pereira, who's come back from loan. He did score a very, very, very good goal. I think it was against Brentford, the 2-2 game. But the the, the strange thing is with Andres Pereira is he's shown these weird flashes of like he can really score a screamer sort of thing. But it's too far few, too far few between, and his general just football 
isn't good enough from what we've seen his decision making and he is still kind of young I think he's about 23 24 years old so about the same age as somebody like Rashford or Martial um but is he good enough for Manchester United I mean we've seen him play a good a good enough handful of games to judge him as a player and I just don't think that he is and again bringing up the Palestri thing is Pereira going to break out past those players I just mentioned a minute ago I really don't don't think so. Uh, I I don't really think so. But Andres Pereira is still here. Uh, his loan was not extended or anything like that. And of course, if decisions on that sort of thing don't get made, um, then he just has to come back to the club because he has a contract still. So he's he's back. Um, I mean, yeah, he's he's back. So that's I don't know. I don't know what we're gonna do with some of these players because it doesn't look like there's any discussion of any of them leaving. And there's no space for them on the team. Uh, so I, I don't know. Uh, Phil Jones is another one. Good old Phil Jones. Um, no talk at all anywhere of him going. Um, I did see a training photo yesterday of just a bunch of the players. And Phil Jones was there. Um, so maybe he's training. Maybe he isn't injured anymore. Maybe he's... Uh, who who knows what's going on with Phil Jones. That's the first photo or, or... That's the first public appearance I've seen of Phil Jones in about a year and a half. The last game that he played, I think, was against Man City in January of 2020. And we're now in August of 2021. So it's it's creeping up on that two-year mark. You know, just over a year and a half. It's creeping up. It's It's going to probably creep up to that two-year mark. I think he's got two or three years left on his contract because his contract got stupidly renewed. I think Oli did do that. I, I can't remember. It was a few seasons ago. Um, but there's absolutely no talk whatsoever about him leaving. So he'll probably just be sitting on the sidelines again earning... I think he's on like 70 grand a week, which is just ridiculous. Um, so yeah, but uh, that's Phil Jones. He's still here. Lingard is still here. Lingard has shown some flashes of goodness in training. Uh, sorry, in pre in the, in the preseason games. Um, but again, you've got to ask the question: Is he going to break out into the first team? Is he going to, you know, play on the right wing and like knock Sancho out? Is he going to knock, uh, not physically, obviously, not knock him out of the position? Is he going to play on the left wing where he takes Rashford out of the equation? He's not going to play up front because he's not a striker. Is he going to play at number ten in front of Bruno or Pogba or something like that? Probably not. Probably not. Uh, could Lingard be on the bench? At a stretch, yeah. Um, I, I want to talk about it in a minute because I'm talking about the players that should be should not be here really anymore because they've kind of had their chances, and we need to kind of move these players on. I'll talk about in a minute some of this young talent that we've got coming through that should be replacing this older talent, I suppose if you want to call them that. Uh, so that's Lingard. Uh, he was at loan on loan at West Ham. That's finished. He's obviously back with us again. Same situation. West Ham couldn't make up the mind. They probably didn't want to pay the money. Whatever that would have been, 20, 30 million or so. Uh, there was talks about, obviously, a deal with Declan Rice. That didn't happen. Probably because we'd have to give them 80 million and Lingard or something stupid like that. Um, but that didn't happen. And he's now back at Manchester United. Juan Mata um, was going to leave this summer, but he signed the one-year contract extension. Why? I don't really know. I don't, I don't really know. Um, he's about 32 or 33 years old. Um... And I remember the last two occasions I saw Mata and Matic play, which are our sort of older midfield players. 
They they just not got the legs for it anymore. They've got the brains. And they've got the talents, you know, for it. They they know how they know how to play good football. They're just not quite physically able to keep up with you know Premier League standards anymore. Um, just in terms of running about on the pitch uh, and that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, I I, I Matter's still here. Uh, I I really like Matter and Matic's players. I think they're fantastic players. I haven't included Matic here. Because I don't think it's quite his time to go yet. I think he'll be a, a decent uh, CDM. And we kind of he's kind of the only proper CDM that we've got anyway. Apart from Ghana. Who's coming through the team. So I, uh, I, I don't know. don't know what's going on there. But one matter is still here. Uh, Lee Grant. Who's somebody who barely even plays for the team. Um, I've heard from lots and lots of different people. That he's the goalkeeper coach. I don't know how accurate that is. But I've heard it from so many different people. That it... I don't know, um, but it, I mean, what else is he doing, like, he's not a Phil Jones that's out injured all the time, he is able to do things, um, he's far too slow as a goalkeeper, I saw the, the pre-season goals that he let in, I think it was against two different teams, he just can't really dive quick enough, I think he's about 38, and we gave him another year contract extension, um, I've heard that w- with regards to Mata, Matic and Grant, who are our th- three sort of oldest players, all I've heard is like, hey, they're good to have around in the dressing room and they kind of boost morale. Um, that's a good thing, but then move them into coaching roles, you know, if you're going to. If you're gonna do that, like it, they've clearly got so, like Matter and I don't think I mean I don't think Grant's a very good goalkeeper, but with Matic and Matter, they've clearly got some things they could teach some of the older play- some of the younger players. Uh, like Matic could be teaching Ghana some CDM stuff. Uh, Matter could be teaching all of our young attacking players some things. Um, so just move the, move them into coaching roles. Then don't have them as 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 players. Um, so who knows? Who knows what's going on there? Uh, Tahith Chong is the next player I've got written down. I wouldn't say he's failed at Manchester United. I would just say he's never really quite pushed out and impressed, is he? Like he's just never really. Like, all of these players that I've mentioned so far, apart from maybe Grant, who's a bit of an oddity here, have all kind of done something and been in the team at some point. Chong never really kind of has. Like, Pereira's had his chance. Jones has been here 10 years. Lingard's been here his whole career, I think. Uh, Matt has been here for a long time. Grant's, like I said, a bit of a different case. But Chong has just never really quite broken out into the first team. And given that we've got this new slate of like Palestri, Diallo, uh, Alanga, Shoratire, all these all these new players coming through. I just don't see where there's really room for Chong. I think if he was going to break out into the team in some way, shape or form, he would have done it by now, unfortunately. Uh, but he, he hasn't, unfortunately. So, um, I don't know. He's back from his loan. He, he was out somewhere in Germany, but he's back from his loan. I think he played a little bit in pre-season. Um, I've sort of like watched some of the pre-season games and that, but not all of them. But he's still here. I mean, he's still young. He's still got a chance to impress. He just hasn't yet, and he's been here a, a long time. Uh, he's probably been here about four or five seasons, roughly. Uh, but he just keeps getting put out on loan every year. And I just don't know. Now that we've already already seen the likes of Alanga be very impressive, Palestri's been quite impressive, Diallo's been really good, Shoratiro's shown some promise... I just don't know what Chong is going to be able to do to break out past those players. Um, and say like, hey, look, Oli, you need to pick me over these guys. I uh, I don't really know. So, um, And then, yeah, I wrote, wrote, uh, wrote down that Matter and Grant have got new uh, 
new contracts. Uh, let's move on to uh, uh, other future th- like sign transfers that are in the the sort of negative part. Uh, no new CDM yet. We were linked with that um, Kamavinga, weren't we? Uh, that the French player who's played with Pogba and obviously Varane as well. Um, talks on that have gone very, very quiet. I mean, something could just pop up out of nowhere. But there was a lot of talk for a couple of weeks about there's a lot of interest. Man United are interested. That was when we were still in the midst of going after Sancho and Varane. Um, but nothing seems to really be happening there. There was a lot of talk, obviously, for a while about Declan Rice and this whole Lingard thing. Nothing's really happened there. So uh, it seems like we brought Varane and then just kind of stopped doing transfer talk um or stopped kind of doing any business until until the palestri loan thing which was arguably a bit smaller so i don't know i mean so for next year for cdm right fred can kind of do that with mctominay but then you're using two midfielders matic still can do it but he's just not got the legs to do it for all the season garner i heard impressed quite a lot i think it was at watford last year was it Went out on loan. I saw a goal that he scored, actually. I think I've mentioned it before. Really, really good. Um, but you've got to ask with somebody like Garner. Okay, he's probably going to be ready in about a season or two. Um, Matic is a season or two past it. Um, so, like, where does the... Like, we're not... Like, it's too late, sort of, for Matic to keep going. And it's too early for Garner to kind of swoop in and replace him. And then your alternatives to that is Freddie McTominay or like a Fred van der Beek situation. Um, we've sort of got like three midfielders, Fred, McTominay and van der Beek, who are kind of like centre midfield players. Um, like Fred, I think, could possibly learn to be a CDM, but he is like 28 himself. Um, McTominay's still very young. I think McTominay's definitely more of a box-to-box player. Um, he's, he's, I, I wouldn't want to see McTominay as a CDM. I think he'd be a bit wasted in that role. Um, but there is no, like, other player there. Um, so to me, the ideal situation would have been still keep Fred and McTominay. I still think they can do a job. I still think they could be pretty useful. Uh, keep Van der Beek, obviously. Let Matic go, but replace him. And then have somebody who can, like, fulfill that role now. Like, obviously, new CDM, who can fill that role now until Garner's ready to come in and actually compete with that and rotate with that. I mean, you can still use Garner. Like, it's not like he can't play or something. But I just don't think he's ready for the whole season thing. Um, but if you were to bring in a new, like, senior CDM, some somebody who can do Matic's Matic's job but younger than him and has got more of the legs... Got, be- got, got, uh, got better legs? Got more legs? Got more... You know what I mean. Um... Who can do that so that they can do that for a couple of seasons while they kind of rotate a bit with Fred and McTominay and a bit of Garner and whatever. Um, I think that will possibly work a bit better. Um, so we'll we'll see. But yeah, all, all, all discussion on that has kind of dried up. Um, there's there's not much else there. So I don't know what uh, what the plan is. Um, I feel like it's probably going to be Fred and McTominay, which a lot of people have big issues with. I think they can do a job. I just think that they kind of both do the same defensive job. And then Fred in attack is like, eh. But McTominay in attack is a bit better. I just really want to see more of what I talked about last year, which is McTominay getting the ball, moving forward with it a bit, playing it to one of the wingers, like a Sancho on the right, 
and then linking up a bit more with Bruno, and then linking up to the striker, whether that's going to be Cavani or Greenwood, or who knows. That's a bit more what I want to see, but McTominay just tends to not get forward, and we just become too defensive sometimes when we have Fred and McTominay, because uh, they both tend to stay back at, at certain points, and it doesn't really help out Bruno, uh, and Bruno just becomes too isolated, um, which I talked about all this kind of last season. So, yeah, no talk about a new CDM yet. So that's uh, unfortunate. Hi there and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend. But it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else. Or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion. We can get a small cut of what you spend. But it won't cost you extra. You can find the link to our Amazon affiliate link. In your show notes. The second affiliate link for today. Is our Kualu affiliate link. If you want to get started with a website. And a domain name of your choice. You can simply sign up with Kualu. Using the link in the show notes. They also have a live chat support system. That's in the bottom right hand corner as well. So if you need help with getting set up. Kualu will be able to help you with that as well. The links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month. You can request a new TV show. Or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also of course include your ad free podcasts. For the month as well. Thank you very much for listening. And enjoy the rest of the show. Uh, speaking of midfielders. The one that I didn't mention there. Uh, Paul Pogba still at Manchester United. Has got one year left on his contract. There's been some mixed discussion on that. Um, as to he's unsettled like one minute he's unsettled then the next minute he's happy but he's still not signed a deal so like what's going on there uh, nobody seems to really quite know he does seem to be happy at Manchester United like when we've seen him in training videos and photos and things like that he does seem to be happy at the camp uh, he himself I think yesterday or the day before posted a photo on the social media uh, I think he was he was doing something with a net in training and he was smiling and saying like he was happy. So even he himself is trying to say that he's happy. So maybe we'll never find out the full story there. Obviously the Pogba thing's been a bit of a yo-yo situation um, like up and down over the years. Uh, I think we need to keep him. Um, I think he's really valuable to this team. I think he brings something to this team that nobody else quite really does in the same way. Like, players have got their individual qualities, and his is just very specific to everybody else's. And um, I I don't think the answer there could be, hey, sell him and use Van der Beek. That's not really replacing a player. That's just sort of putting another one that you've got in his position. You'll still be minus a player. So, I don't know. Um, but I just don't, I don't, I can't really think of 
other players we could replace him with that, that are like him. But then you've got to... I mean, there's probably a bunch of midfielders out there or whatever, but I, I, I would just like to keep Pogba. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I don't know. But then it's like, okay, where do you play him? Do you play him in the in the pivot thing? Who do you play him there with? You can't really put him there with Matic every week. Can you put him there with Fred? Can you put him there with Van der Beek or McTominay or Garner or... I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer really is. Um, I mean, Kante would be useful. That would be, that would be perfect. Pogba, Kante and Bruno, but obviously we don't have Kante. He's at Chelsea. So, but that would be, like, if you had a, a team which was, like, had this French chemistry in there, Varane, Kante, Pogba, and then Bruno ahead of them, that'd be fantastic. I mean, we've kind of tried to do that with Camavinga of, like, hey, Varane, uh, or Varane, Pogba, and Camavinga, but obviously we don't have Camavinga yet either. So, you, you can't really suggest that. You can't suggest we play somebody that we don't have. So, um, I don't know what's going on with Pogba. Um, I mean, in January, he's able to speak to other teams because he'll have six months left on his contract. So, we will just have to see. Um, let's just, again, keep going on with the negative stuff. And then we'll talk about, obviously, these signings and how it improves the team and all that good stuff. Um, something which some people might not consider this a negative, but I'm going to. We don't know who the first choice goalkeeper is. Uh, we've signed Tom Heaton. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Um, he looked alright in pre-season. But pre-season is pre-season. Um, it's difficult to judge sometimes. Henderson seems to be breaking through. I don't want Henderson at number one yet. I don't think he's ready yet. Uh, I think De Gea still needs to be. In my opinion I think De Gea still needs to be number one. Giving Henderson and Heaton some games here and there. Um... But I, I, I don't know what the plan is, really. I mean, some people have said, like, hey, De Gea's too old now. Sell him and then use Henderson and then just use Heaton as a backup. I will be not in, like, a real scared situation. I'll be kind of scared and worried if we sold De Gea and had Heaton and Henderson. That would worry me, uh, obviously, in just a football sense. But that would make me nervous for for this season. Um, and then obviously Grant is still there anyway. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. But again, there's no real talk about anybody exiting this club anyway. Apart from Palestri, who hasn't really left. He's been loaned out. Uh, but there is no discussion, active discussion about De Gea actually leaving. So, I, I, I wouldn't worry about that too much right now. As long As long as we keep De Gea... I'm not really too uh, concerned about that. But then you get to next season. What do we do next season? Who knows? So, But then next season is a year away. So who knows? Um, one other kind of um, uh, negative-ish sort of thing. But something that needs to kind of happen. Uh, Rashford is out until October. That's not the part that needs to happen. But the reason he's out until October. He's finally having that surgery. I heard it was on his shoulder. That he's having this surgery. But when he got that big injury, I heard that it was something to do with his back. Now, your shoulder does connect to your back. Uh, maybe it's some sort of joint injury or that's like a part of it. But I heard he was having like a... He had like a couple of different injuries. Um, so, I don't know. But he's having surgery in some way, shape or form. He needs to get some rest. and Or, I mean, he hardly played at the Euros anyway. Uh, I mean, the only thing he... The only 
part that he did was the, the missed penalty. I think, unfortunately, I can't I can't remember any games other games that he actually played at the Euros. Uh, but obviously, all that's all that said and done now, anyway. Um, but he's out till October. Um, that would be interesting for rotation and everything. Uh, we'll talk about Oli himself in a second. Um, but it's, again, not good that he's out, but it's good that he's going to get the rest and the surgery, because that's what he really, really needs. And who knows, he comes back in October, Champions League starts, and he can kind of kick on his season a bit more. Um, and we can get that, um, better version of Rashford that we, that we know he can, he, we know he can be a very, very good player. So, still very young anyway, he's only 23, so, um, I think that's good. Get him some rest, get him that surgery done, and, uh, we'll kick on from there. So, that's another point. Um, I'm not putting this in the negative category. I'm just putting this in the other bits and pieces. Uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer signed a new deal. I think it was until 2024. I think that's what I remember reading. Um, so he's not going anywhere anytime soon. <clears throat> Probably won't be sat this season. But you got to think. Okay, with Sancho and Varane, who I will talk about in a minute. Uh, coming in, filling in that centre back gap, and obviously the right winger, which we've been we've been crying out for for seasons, probably since Valencia. Um, okay, you got You got to. You got to like. You know, we needed a CDM centre back, right midfielder. We haven't got one of those, but we got the other two. He's got to go out and get, even if it's just like top four Carabao Cup. It's a trophy. The Carabao Cup is looked down upon, but it's a trophy. Um, I mean, can he challenge for the title? I mean, City have just signed Graylish, and they might be getting Harry Kane, so who knows? Uh, Liverpool haven't really done much. Chelsea haven't really done much um, in the transfer window. Um, I mean, Liverpool have actually lost a couple of players, so whatever. Um, Arsenal, I'm not worried about Arsenal. Uh, Leicester, obviously, in the mix as well. Um, but it's a case of, like... Yeah, what can we do in the league to compete this season? Like, how can we... I mean, we finished second last season. Four points above Liverpool. And I think it was 11 points behind Man City. Um, and it's a case of how do we how do we close that gap? Like, we're right there, right behind them. How do we close that gap and challenge them properly? Uh, does Sancho and Varane help that matter? Probably. But how is it all going to kind of play out? We'll have to see. But a lot of that's going to be down to Oli's team selection. You know, you've got these two new big players in their prime. Um, well, not really. Well, Sancho's not really in his prime, but Varane is. Uh, Sancho's a very, very good player, though. You've got these two new players that are plugging some big gaps in the team. You've got young players coming through. You've already got some pretty good players in there anyway. Like of Bruno, Cavani, Greenwood, Rashford, Pogba. Could go on and on. Um... What is how is he going to use that squad properly and efficiently? Uh, you know, proper rotation. One of the things I moaned at him most for last season was his lack of rotation. He's got to do a better job of that this season. Stop playing players every game, stop burning out players. Um, and yeah, even if Bruno's like, hey, I want to play every single game, um, or Pogba says, hey, I want to play every single game, or Rashford wants to play every game. Uh, you got to use more of your team. Um, it's not even always necessarily about replacing a player with a better one. It's about sometimes with those later stages of the game. You know, when you get to the 70th and 80th minute. Sometimes it's just about fresher legs. Having fresher legs than the opposition. Um, I pointed that out in England's Cup Final. And I pointed that out in our Europa League Final. Um, you could have the best players on the pitch. 
best players in the world on the pitch. But if they're all fatigued and tired after 70, 80 minutes, you've got to start swapping them out. You've got to start doing it. Um, and that that's something I'm really keeping an eye on this season for him um, or with him. But uh, we'll we'll see how he does with that. Because we do have quite a big squad, actually. Uh, I mean, I already listed one, two, three, four, five, six, about six or seven players that I don't know how they're going to fit into the team. Uh, Pereira, Jones, Lingard, Mata, Grant, Chong, and uh, Matic as well. Matic, is, Matic has probably got the best chance out of all those players. But um, you can't fit everybody in, but you've got too many players. You might as well use them. How is he going to do it? Um, you know, last season's gone. Europa League final, as disappointing as it was, it's still gone. It still hurts. But it's it's gone. We got to move on. Um, we're in a new season now. It's a new chance for him to to do something good. Um, and it's not just about you know uh, when does he make substitutions and rotate players. What kind of football are we going to play this season? Are we going to have more of that nonsensical sideways backwards nonsense? Are we going to play more attacking football? Um, a lot a lot of that does kind of have to do with that midfield pivot. You know who is he going to choose for that? Is it just going to be McTominay and Fred every week? Um, so, I I don't know, I don't know what he's gonna do, but um, he's got two new players to help him out, and uh, obviously some younger players coming through that have made pretty good impact actually. I've been the the little that I've seen of Alanga and Palestri, and obviously we've seen a fairly decent chunk actually of Diallo and Shoratire. Um, they look pretty impressive, like on different levels for some of them. Like we've not really seen much of Palestri as much as we've seen of Diallo. We've seen a good amount of Alanga, um, and obviously Shoratiro we've not seen too much of. But it's going to be about, yeah, how does he rotate the team? What kind of football are we playing? And is he just going to stick with the McTominay, not McTominay, yeah, McTominay Fred and Maguire Lindelof kind of thing, uh, and just fall into the traps of, of last season? We shall, we shall see. But that's up to Ollie and the coaching staff to sort that out. So, And can we start doing better from corners as well? Um, we shall, we shall see. They're all questions that I can't answer for you right now, or I can't answer for us right now. Uh, it's up to the team and the manager and the coach to do that. So, uh, we shall see. Uh, let's move on to some positive things. Jaden Sancho and Raphael Varane, very, very good signings. Sancho signed for I think it was seventy something million with add-ons and whatever. Uh, number twenty-five shirts. Uh, Varane who I think is due for his medical this week. There's all sorts of like quarantine stuff going on that's getting in the way of that a little bit. Uh, Jaden Sancho, number 25, around. We don't know what number he's got yet. I saw a lot of people saying, like, can he just take four off of Phil Jones? That would make sense. Um, so I, d- I don't know why he wouldn't do that, really. I mean, there was the whole debate about, like, can Sancho take seven off of Cavani? What would then, you know, if then Cavani got number nine, what would that mean for Martial? But none of that happened because he got 25 anyway. So, um, Varane, yeah, number four, probably could take that off of Phil Jones. Um, but yes, we plucked two, two of the holes, uh, the right winger and the centre-back. Now, just for me personally, I didn't think we had a massive centre-back problem. I just think that we were picking the wrong one. Um, when we saw Eric Bay and Axel Twanzebi play last season... 90% of the time, they were impressive, and they should have been given more of a chance. Lindelof was picked too often, made too many mistakes, but kept getting chosen over and over and over again. Now, I've said this before, 
if you're a player who's in bad form and you keep getting picked over and over again and you keep playing badly, there's not a massive amount that you can do that. That's a conversation that Lindelof needs to have with Ole or somebody. Um, it's up to the manager to realise, okay, shouldn't be picking Lindelof. Uh, at least not at least not Lindelof with Maguire. We just know that doesn't work. Lindelof with somebody else, maybe. I've spoken before about how Lindelof just doesn't really work in this team. I personally just don't think he's quite good enough. Um, but he's not really discussed on being, you know, on on the list of outs, so to speak. So he's not he's not going to be going anywhere. He's Lindelof is going to be here this season. Um, I just don't personally think that Bailey and Lindelof, Bailey and Twanzebi were given enough chance last season because when they were impressive. They were just taken out of the team for no particular sort of reason. Um, Maguire had his ups and downs last season, but has definitely been more impressive in the last six, seven months, let's say. He was, he was very good in the Euros. He was good towards the end of the season. Missed that Europa League final because of the injury. Um, but, yeah. So, anyway, we've we've decided to... Obviously, Phil Jones is still here. Lindelof is still here. So, we've got quite a few centre-backs now. And, of course, you've got people like Mengi coming through the team as well. Uh, who did play a little bit in preseason? Mengi's not ready yet for the the first team. Uh, he does need to go out on loan. Um, so it's going to be a case where okay, you've got Maguire, Bay, Lindelof, Twanzebi, and Varane. Five first team centre backs. Because Jones is there, but when is Jones going to play next? You know, I'm not trying to like dismiss him as a person or whatever. You know, he's he's not playing, is he? Like at the moment, he's he's injured. He's not played for um, like over a year and a half, so I'm just not putting him on the list. So yeah, Bay, Twenzebi, Maguire, Lindelof, and Varane. Uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer did a um, uh, press thing yesterday, a press conferencing yesterday, and he said. That Sancho and Varane might not be available for the Leeds game. Which kind of shocked everyone, including myself. Because we thought, why not? Uh, Sancho has been available for quite some time. Um, We signed him two, three weeks ago. Uh, We signed him a bit bit of time ago. He's got his shirt. He's passed his medical. All all, all done. You know, got his shirt number. Ready to go. Uh, Whether he's got a knock that we don't know about. That wasn't said. Um... But you'd have thought, okay, Sancho coming in, that plucks the right-hand side, put him in the first team. But he said that he might not be playing. Um, the, only, the only logical reason I can give is that Sancho, at the moment, has got a knock from something. Uh, we've not seen anything from him in training. He's not been in any of the preseason games, so we don't quite know what's going on with that. Varane is a little bit more understandable because he hasn't actually officially signed, done his medical yet, but... He's supposed to be doing that this week, and the game against Leeds is not till next Saturday. So, although he's not available right now, so Ollie Ollie can't necessarily say he's available because he technically hasn't fully fully signed yet. We've got him, but he's not fully fully signed yet. But is it going to take that long till next Saturday? Um, I I don't I don't know what's going on with that. I mean, there's been some quarantine stuff around that with COVID and everything. Um, because he's obviously travelled over from um, uh, Spain, yeah, from Real Madrid. Um, but I don't know. But that situation has at least got some sort of logical reason as to why he can't play. Because he can't play right now. But Sancho should be Sancho should be in training right now. I don't know why he wouldn't be. But again, maybe he's got a knock. So that's a little bit strange. Uh, but yes, Jaden Sancho, after a year of trying to get him, we did finally get him and Varane. I think we signed Varane for about 40 million. Varane's 28 years old. Sancho's about 
23, no, not 23, Sancho's about 21, isn't he? Um, he's very, very young anyways, around sort of like Rashford's age-ish. Um, so yeah, Varane, got him in his prime, him and Maguire I think are the same age, both 28-year-old centre-backs in their prime. Hopefully they make a very good partnership, there's no reason as to why they would or wouldn't really. I mean, they're both very good players, but that doesn't mean they'll work as a partnership, but it doesn't mean that they won't, if you if you get what I mean. So, we'll see how that works out. But yeah, so far we've signed a goalkeeper, <laughs> for some reason. Um, a right back, sorry, right winger, and a centre back. Uh, but we've not plucked that CDM spot yet. Um, so yeah, we've we've got a couple of spaces uh, filled out now, which is good. And I'll get into in a minute how Sancho and Varane fit into this team and what I would like to see for some of the choices going forward. I just want to talk a little bit about this other thing, this Trippier signing that we're supposed to be doing. I don't know why on earth we'd need Kieran Trippier because we currently have three right-backs. Brandon Williams, Aaron Wan-Bissaka and Diego Delo. Delo is back. Um, I think he... No, he wasn't in one of the preseason games. He has been in training. Uh, he is back from Roma, I believe he was He was at. Uh, he's still quite young himself. He's around 22, 23. Um, we do have a lot of players in this team that are around like 21 to 25 years old. So, uh, But Diego Delo, he was apparently pretty good last season in preseason. So, sorry, not in preseason. For, uh, for Roma, he's improved a little bit. Um, so why do we need Trippier? Exactly. It really confuses me the amount of times I see online people saying, oh, we really need some good cover for right back. Well, we've already got two other players who aren't Wan-Bissaka who can play in that position. Plus the fact that Wan-Bissaka played almost every game last season anyway. So it's, you know, again, rotation, is that going to really matter? Um, it will be very strange to me. Now, I don't think we'll actually get Trippier. I don't think that we should either. Uh, I think Trippier is a fairly good player. Um, but I don't think we really need him. I think we I think we need to keep trying a little bit with Williams, and certainly with the low. If if he's been impressive for Roma, give him another kind of uh, another kind of chance. I I think anyway. Um, but yeah, it like that goes to show like okay, we got three right backs. You go out and get a fourth one, right? Let's say, let's say we do get Trippier, just hypothetically. How would we even like rotate that? throughout the season because it's not like oh you'll put Williams at left back or Delo at left back like we've got Shaw and Tellers on that side Shaw plays most of the games and Tellers was used a good amount but could used be used a bit more so that left hand side of the of the defense is, is covered you know with Shaw and with Tellers uh so you start putting like Williams and Delo over there like I'm not sure how that would even really work plus they're not really left backs they're right backs so yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm not really understanding this whole like we're desperate for a right back. We already have three of them. If we work out over the next season that the low and Williams are not good enough, then yeah, get rid of both of them and get a new right back in. If that's the case, but I don't think we. I don't think we really know how good Williams or the low are yet, and I think they need to be tried out a little bit more. Again, that comes with rotation, um, which Ollie's not being very good at. So, I I, I don't know. I don't know, <laughs> so yeah, that's just that's just weird to me. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, but yes, yeah, so let's talk. All right, let's talk about the. I think the last thing that we got to talk about here as well is. Um, so let's talk about like I've already talked a bit about the defense and the, like the five or six defenders that we got. Talks about the goalkeeper or the right back, left back. Talked about the midfield pivot. 
So, to me, if you were to take the players that we have got right now, not the ones that we might get, not the ones that we link with, not the ones that we might get rid of, the team that we've got right now, I would go with De Gea, Wambasaka, Maguire, Varane, Shaw. Midfield pivot, you'd probably want to put Pogba in there with Matic or Fred. Again, that CDM thing's a little bit, and eh, no one's really quite sure what's going on there. Put them in there. Sancho on the right, Bruno in that middle, number 10 slot where he always plays. Rashford on the left, and then probably Cavani up front. Um, so with Varane, sorry, with Sancho being signed, obviously that plugs that right-hand side, that really fixes a lot of problems. Now, now we're not playing like uh, Rashford on that. Uh, we shouldn't, like, I don't want to see, here's the things I don't want to see. I don't want to see Pogba on the left-hand side. I don't want to see Rashford on the right-hand side. I don't want to see Greenwood on the right wing. I don't want to see Sancho on the left wing. And I don't want to see um, James like on the right wing. Because all of those that I've just mentioned are players out of position. I want to see Sancho or Diallo on the right wing. Number 10, I think like Bruno plays there quite often anyway. But you can put probably Van der Beek there. You can probably put Pogba there. Those are a few, a few different players. Um, I would say Palestri, but he's just gone out on loan. Um, left side, Rashford's got to be probably a number one. He's out injured at the moment. Dan James works over there. I don't want to see Pogba play on the left wing because he should be playing in, in the midfield. He kind of worked a little bit on the left wing for a bit, but I don't think it should be his main position. I think he needs to be in that midfield pivot with a hard-working player next to him. Whether that's Van der Beek or Pogba, not Pogba, Van der Beek or Fred or Matic or Garner or, you know, we've got to make our mind up what we're doing there. Um, now, a lot of people have said, like, okay, Rashford's out at the start of this season. Greenwood, like I said, I don't want to see him on the right wing. I want to see him, I want to see him rotating and competing with Cavani for that number nine spot. Cavani isn't going to be able to play every game. Put Greenwood there. Let's, let's start getting him fulfilled in that number nine position up front because that's, that's going to be where his future is at and i don't want to see him restricted on the right wing he's very good there at certain situations but that shouldn't be his main uh area i don't think i think he needs to start playing up front and he needs to start playing with rashford obviously once october comes back around and with sancho and obviously with diallo um a lot of people have suggested okay rashford's out till october who do we put on the left hand side a lot of people have said Martial. I haven't forgotten about Martial. I think he had a very bad season last season. Does it mean he should go? Maybe. Maybe he should. I don't think his mentality is quite there. Um, he's had a haircut, which is nice. <laughs> um, but my thinking is... Okay, what has Martial done... To warrant... First game of the season against Leeds. Rashford's not going to be there. What has Martial done to warrant straight back in the first team? Um, he he didn't play very well last season. His confidence has probably tanked. Um, I mean, we, we, we saw that with lots of different situations last season. Got an injury and he was out, obviously, for the, for the remainder of the season. But why should... I'm not saying he shouldn't. He might be doing really well in training. He might be improving. Um, obviously, he had trouble with like finishing chances last season. He's not a number nine. I do not want to see Martial play up front. Not when we've got Greenwood and Cavani. Um, but what has Martial done to warrant being put straight back in the first team when there's other competition? I mean, 
Okay, let's say you don't use Dan James. What about Elanga? What about um yeah, what about somebody like Elanga? He's done very good in, in preseason. Uh that that's so that's that's two different options you got is Dan James and Elanga. Is Elanga gonna be good enough for the Premier League? Well we'll have to wait and find out. He's done very well in preseason. Um but I mean it's against Leeds anyway, let's not forget that. And Dan James is very good against Leeds, so doesn't that just make sense at least for the first game? You know, if if Dan James doesn't play well, rotate him out of the team. You know, you can't be having bad players in the team. Um, some people have suggested like, all right, put Popper out there. Let's not start putting like centre midfielders back on the wing. Let's let's not do things like that. Uh, a lot of people have suggested like, okay, can you put Sancho on the left wing and Greenwood on the right and Cavani up front? You're already doing too much like switching around. Let's get Sancho settled on the right wing and get Greenwood playing up front. That's not to say Sancho can't play on the left. I'm sure he's good enough to do it. But, yeah. Yeah, I just... I don't want to see players being swapped around all over the place next season. Um, it just it doesn't particularly work, I don't think. Not, I don't think it works as well as other people think it does. Um, so, Dan James will probably play against Leeds. Um, I mean, Lingard is still... Lingard could get chosen. Lingard is still there. Um, you might see something weird where Mata gets played on the right and Sancho gets played on the left or something. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't think Pereira is going to be really playing, but I think Lingard will like be sniffing at the first team, so to speak. Um, again, all that is because of Rashford's absence. Uh, if Rashford was there, it'd be a simple case of Rashford, Bruno, Sancho, Cavani. I think. So yeah. Um, but we shall we shall see how how all that goes. Uh, this this season uh, and it's not just for the Leeds game it's until October and we start the season in August so that's about two months of filling that left hand side but if somebody can tell me I'm not trying to pick on Martial I'm just trying to realistically look his form last year why should he just be put straight back into the first team you've got to you know first team for Manchester United you've got to earn that you've got to be earning that um and he just hasn't for me uh you could have a scenario where James plays some of the game he comes off uh, Marshall comes on for him. Um, Marshall does very well, and you think, okay, played a bit better. Put him back on the bench next week if he keeps playing well. Then put him back in the first team. You don't just stick someone back in the first team when they've been playing poorly. So, I uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens with that. The same thing applies to Lingard and Pereira for me. Like Lingard and Pereira aren't good enough at the moment. Why should they be put put back straight in the first team? If you put them on the bench, bring them on later in the game, maybe they'll make an impact, and then go from there. Um. But, yeah, you've got to be seeing Sancho. You've got to be seeing Bruno and Greenwood and Cavani. Um, so we shall, we shall see how all that goes. That's pretty much everything. Um, I've gone through my Sancho and Varane signings. Tom Heaton's been signed. Pereira Jones, Lingard, all that kind of stuff. Mata, Grant, Chong, Pelestri out on loan. No new CDM. Uh, this weird Varane-Sancho thing. They might not start against Leeds. We'll see how that goes. Pogba future has got a question mark. Ollie's new deal. Who's the first choice goalkeeper? And Rashford is still out till October. So what are my expectations for next season? I want top four and a trophy. Failing that, I want the league with no other trophies. That's my that's my minimum expectation is top four and a trophy. I mean, technically winning the league and no other trophy is top four and a trophy. Because if you win the league, then you're in the top four anyway. Um, that's my minimum expectation next season. If 
Ole doesn't do that with Sancho and Varane. Yes, he also needs that CDM. Um, I think he might need to go. But again, it depends on like how the rest of the season goes as well. Um, I don't know. There's a long season. There's going to be a lot of things to judge and to analyse. So we'll just have to see how uh, how everything kind of goes. But next season, even if it's a Carabao Cup and we finish fourth, that's still top four of a trophy. And I'm not trying to turn us into the old Arsenal of like, hey, top four and a trophy's fine. Um, but I think a, a trophy. Obviously, if we finish fifth and win a trophy, that's not good enough. Um, but then off, I think you know, if we win, if we finish fifth and win the Champions League, I think we get back into the Champions League anyway, don't we? So that's will be fine, I suppose. Uh, I mean, if we win the Champions League, bloody hell, that'd be good. Because uh, last time we won it was. Uh, 2008 against Chelsea, so it's it's been too long. It's 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 been too long. Um, FA Cup wouldn't mind that. Carabao Cup is still a trophy. Um, I mean, some people would think like, oh, you know, Man United fan who's happy with the Carabao Cup and top four, what a joke. But um, Carabao Cup is still a trophy. You know, it might not be the big prestigious Premier League or Champions League, but it is a trophy. Um, you know, we're not in the Community Shield, so we can't win that. I wouldn't really count that as like, okay, tro- that that trophy box has been ticked. Um, yeah, you got to have something that's a bit more. It, it, even with like the Super Cup thing, which we're not in either. That does those two those two trophies don't really count towards that. I mean, they are trophies, but they're not ones that you earn over a length of the season. So um, it's got to be one of those four: the Premier League, Champions League, FA Cup, or Carabao Cup, and top four. Um, but again, if we don't win a cup and we win the league, uh, then that is top four on a trophy anyway. So, yeah. That's my expectations. Um, I don't know if they're too high or too low. But uh, we'll see how everything goes. But let me know what you think of everything I've discussed. Um, are you happy with what we've done so far? Um, what what, do you, what else do you think is going to happen? What do, you, what do you want us to do next season? Obviously, a trophy is probably ideal. Um, what do you think of all the... Just everything else that I mentioned as well. And do you have anything else that you would like to mention and bring into this conversation? Uh, let me know what you think. Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org. Twitter eTalkUK. There's contact page and information in your show notes. So let me know what you think of uh, of all of that. Uh, so next Saturday, the what date is that? I think it's the twelfth of August, is it? Um, no, it's the fourteenth of August. Twelfth is a Thursday. Fourteenth of August, I think it's twelve thirty kickoff. Leeds United. I think we're at home. Uh, I'll let you all know about wh- what all that is on uh, on the day of kickoff. Anyway, that's when I'll be back next. Um, so yeah, lunchtime sort of kickoff. Leeds United. I'm expecting a win. Um, I don't know if it'll be another 6-2 or another 0-0. Uh, 6-2 would be very nice, wouldn't it? Um, but, yeah. The, the the thing to curiously look at that game with, now that it's been mentioned yesterday, Sancho and Varane, are they going to start? I didn't think I'd be asking that question before the season. You would think, right, with a situation like that, that, like, oh, yeah, you know, we need a centre-back and a right right winger, right, right midfielder. Um, they get signed. All right, put them straight in the first team. Why would you not? Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a bit strange. So we'll see how all that goes anyway. Um, but anyway, that's it for the preview for this season. Uh, the kits, by the way, um, let me have a quick look at those, actually. I did mention them on social media. So we've got the red main kit. We've got this team viewer thing now. 
Home kit I think looks good. The away kit which is the lighter blue one with sort of these like white bits in it. Not really white stripes, they're sort of white squares in it. I think looks horrible. But then we've got this other one which is like a darker blue and sort of bits of um, black on the kit as well. I think that one looks great. Uh, so no more zebra kit. The zebra kit is done. Um, I can't remember what our other kit was actually last season. Um, but we'll probably be playing in red most of the time. And I hope the third... So the, the darker blue one is the third kit. And then the lighter blue one is the away kit. I wish that the darker blue one was the away kit. Because I actually quite like that one. Although I don't really like Man United playing in blue anyway. It should be red, white and black. The colours that we play in. Um, I think. So every now and then, now and again in certain seasons we'll have a blue kit. But, you know, Manchester is red. Manchester is red. Uh, which we need to keep it that way. So, but again, when we when we play against you know Chelsea and Leicester and Man City, these blue teams or Everton, we'll probably just play in our red kit anyway. So, but it's when we come up against the likes of who's got red? Liverpool, Arsenal. Um, who else wears red? Um, we'll probably play in one of our blue kits, I'd imagine, unless we're at home. Then we'll probably play in our red kit. So, um, who else wears red in the Premier League? Arsenal. Aston Villa are like a brownish sort of kit, aren't they? I think. Um, I'm just trying to put into my mind different team kits. Um, yeah, it's mainly yeah, it's mainly Arsenal and Liverpool, isn't it? Um, there's a lot of teams that wear blue, actually. Leicester, Chelsea, Everton, Man City. Um, that's four teams. There's a few teams that wear white. Tottenham. Um... Yeah, anyway, never mind. Um, but that's it for the preview. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you had any thoughts, like I said, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter, eTalkUK, contact page information in your show notes. Let me know what you think. Um, you can find everything else that we do on EntertainmentTalk.org, TV, video games, films, and Manchester United podcast. So get involved with all of that. It's been a good break, actually. I will say that. I've, I've enjoyed... I mean, I watched the Euros. I did, like, one podcast on the Euros about the finals, but... It's been a good a good break. It's a long season. It's a lot of podcasts, like two a week. It it, it is a lot to 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 go through. Um, so yeah, but uh, anyway, find all the rest of our content entertainmenttalk.org. You can also find us on podcast platforms by searching for entertainment talks. So let me know. Uh, so go and find out find all that stuff. Uh, word of mouth and social media. You can let other people know about uh, what we do and where they can find it. If they're football fans or Manchester United fans or just media fans in general tv video games films let them know about our content and all of that um so you can share that stuff around as well uh either word of mouth or social media uh patreon excuse me patreon one dollar three dollar level tiers for ad free podcast and review options you can check out all of that uh, for your tv and film news uh david's got you covered geektown.co.uk geektown radio those come out on tuesdays your weekly tv and film news uh so check all that out go and listen to this week's episode um bex is streaming daily pretty much over on twitch trista bites trista b-y-t-e-s go and give her a follow over there you can also follow me on twitch as well etalk uk for all my different streams and if you miss those you can find the archive later on youtube entertainment talk plays thanks very much for listening and let's hope we can win against leeds next week there we go thanks for listening see you next time goodbye